Welcome to Broken Pussy Podcast, where we talk all things sex, the good, the bad, and the downright nasty. Uh, please don't forget to use our hashtag Broken Pussy Podcast to engage with us both on Twitter and on Instagram. I am to- I- oh, I'm a Topaz. I'm Amethyst, and I am joined by Topaz, Montana, K. Just K or KK? K. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> okay. So as you already know, we start each episode with just the tip. And because of our guest Kay today, I wanted to ask, how do you manage to work an active sex life in such a hectic lifestyle? Okay, so for me, um so in terms of a hectic lifestyle, start there. So for me it's kids, full time work, um and social, so Instagram, events, um and everything else in between. So it's just a case of being spontaneous. Um, I think if you think about it too much, you try and plan it too much, it's just not gonna happen, it's not gonna feel natural um, and you probably won't enjoy it. So it's just when you feel for it, you go for it. And my partner's understanding, I'm understanding. Um, So yeah, when we're ready, we're ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we do the do. And you make time for it basically. But you just don't think too much. Yeah, don't think too much about it because I think if within your schedule you try to plan it because you have to plan everything else um if you try and plan it too tight then it's yeah it's just not going to work like and with children as well it can be difficult because you've got to work around them um but yeah if they're having a nap and we've got free time then why not <laughs> um if you're in the mood do the do mm-hmm. yeah okay cool Okay, so thank you for joining us, first of all. It's great to have you here. (laughs) No problem. Um, So we were so touched by your story and we'd like like you to share a bit about yourself for our listeners so they can understand why. Okay, Um, so my story. um, So I'm currently 32, about to hit 33, gosh. Um, (laughs) And um, I guess for me... When you say my story, I'll take that as my sexual story. Um, so my sex life and how it kind of grew, blossomed, started. Um, and for me, it wasn't in the best of ways. So um, when I was probably about six years old, um, I was sexually assaulted um, by someone who's quite close to me. Um, and at the time, I didn't really understand what was going on. Um I kind of thought it was a bit of a game, like looking back and trying to kind of get my memories together, trying to reason and understand what happened. I just think that I didn't I didn't have an understanding and obviously being that young was taken advantage of. Um, and I think what that developed into was by the time I was around 13, 14, um, I was already freely exploring sex so I lost my virginity around 13 14 it wasn't in the best of ways again um it was in quite a threatening situation but at the time I didn't I didn't care um I just remember whenever I share this memory um I've had people look at me really strange like what but um I just remember the guy standing there with a pen knife flicking it backwards and forwards with me laying on the bed being like what's just happened um, and him being like, don't get blood on my sheets. Um, and 
I don't know I just I was so disconnected with my own self at that time and with my sexuality with anything to do with sex that I just I was there like I just there was no connection like there was no physical mental nothing um how that ended I can't even tell you like how I left that situation I can't even tell you but that was how my sexual experience started off um so there was never a positive in it um going forward a little bit um I met a guy he again looking back it was basically grooming um he would buy me things pick me up from like on my way back from school I'm still in school uniform at these t these times um in his flashy sports car take me here take me there and it was all sex like in exchange for sex sexual favors um there was no emotion in it I didn't care it was a bit of a rebellious attitude um but bearing in mind like at this time I was at one of the best schools in London mm -hmm. getting all my grades like flying through my education but there was just this side of me that was just doing all this stuff mm -hmm. um why I guess I can look back and say I blame it on the fact that I was assaulted early in life but I don't know if it was as well just me being rebellious wanting to have control over some aspect of my life um not that my parents were overly controlling or um overly strict like I was going to under 18 raves from I was 14 15 so I had that freedom um but I don't know like I just had those negative sexual experiences and I let them happen like I was at no way in no way kind of trying to fight them or avoid them or sharing them with someone older or someone who I think thought would care or my friends I was just getting on with doing these things um and I think it all hit ahead when I was about 16 um at that point I don't know how this happened but I do remember it was to do with a guy and I decided at that point that I didn't want to live anymore um and it was <laughs> My parents didn't understand it. I couldn't explain it. There was a lot that I couldn't say um, for both kind of, I guess, cultural and religious reasons. I just felt like I couldn't really share it with my parents. Um, I just felt like I had failed in so many different ways and the disconnection that I felt in terms of with my body, um, yeah, just meant that there was no point in living or being here. Um, fast forward fast forward fast forward um at around the age of 20 late 20s i reconnected with someone who i knew actually when i was 14 um and actually let me take a step back i went off to uni and when i went off to uni that was it i had no interest in sex so whereas most people go to uni and that's when they develop their sexual freedom they meet guys they're they're doing the do they're having fun I had zero interest like find me out find me out with guys find me out with people having fun like I was in the middle of the dance floor I was up there like forefront of the ACS like I was that face that you saw everywhere but guys didn't interest me girls didn't interest me nothing interested me like I, that, that was sexual there was just nothing there um and it wasn't until I left uni that actually I then started having more positive sexual experiences. So in my late 20s, um, I met my current, well, I say met, I, I met, met up again with my now current partner. Um, I first met him when I was about 14. Um, 
he says we had a sexual experience then but this is how disconnected i was with myself i couldn't tell you i can't record that um but literally it was he like he's adamant like and he's like how can you not remember yeah because clearly it wasn't that great but um (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah fast forward to now like we have we have great sex um things have changed completely i've begun accepting myself for what i am what i've been through learned from my experiences um and i don't want to say i'm a new person because i'm the same person um but i'm that same person that has been made stronger through my experience with sex um so yeah it's a negative that's actually turned into a positive i don't look back on those years and you know hold grudges or um sort of i don't know i don't feel tearful i don't i don't get angry i don't that whole that whole attitude of not wanting to live is all kind of behind me now um and i guess having a female child the difficulty now for me is that that worry and that concern of her exposure to sex her exposure to men so like just having my daughter around men i'm very like my, my awareness level is a bit crazy um but yeah it has to be contained you know we live in the real world yeah and there's only so much that we can do that doesn't mean that i leave her to roam wild but um you know i mean like i i try and tame it as much as i can try and explain certain things to her so she knows what her body parts are called um her dad doesn't get it when she says vagina but she says vagina yeah that's good but that's just part of me trying to safeguard my child um in the way that i know how yeah that's pretty much my story (laughs) yeah um i remember you because so yeah that was the story wow um (laughs) we're all speechless basically so i remember when you sent it in and i was like fuck but i nearly dropped my phone Mm. i read it and i was like because i wasn't expecting it do you know what i mean yeah so then when i read it i was like I think I was I was out somewhere mm-hmm. and it just came through and I'm the kind of person who I read my email straight away. Okay. So I read it at the point and the place and I was like, oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. And because you were so like, there was this. I don't think you noticed, but when I read it, it was like it wasn't like like you said you, you didn't cry about it and you're not mm. upset about it. It was like you come to peace with it. Yeah. And when I read it, I was like, oh, we have to have her like this is a story that has to be shared. And not only just because you've been through it and you're good now, but like, you've got so much going on for you now as well. Like, mm. I feel sometimes there's a narrative that once you've been a victim of abuse, like your whole life is, you know, scarred or mm-hmm. people say like, you're damaged goods or yada, yada, yada. Like mm. some of us have heard all different types of things mm. after being victims of abuse. And your story was like, you kind of just reined it in and changed your destiny for yourself and you know you haven't changed the person but you've you've changed your circumstances yeah and that's what i really really appreciate about your story in Thank particular you. and you're so welcome so um we're just gonna ask you a couple questions mm-hmm. um so yeah so did you tell your current partner the situations that you had previously been in like did you, is it something that you discussed with him early on or like much later in your relationship so much later in the relationship and i think part of that is that i don't want it to seem as though 
it's going to be a hindrance to our sex life so I think when we were still in the early relationship we were just getting on with things and um, I didn't feel restricted at that time and I didn't feel like I was afraid of having sexual experiences um, it was just kind of going with the flow but actually going with the flow was what taught me to enjoy sex and taught me about how great sex can be um, and eventually things um, sort of came to light as he got to know me a bit more, know my family circumstances, um, know what was going on sort of around me. He kind of got an inkling that something wasn't quite right and we sat down, had a chat. Um, well, we've had a few chats and I think it's just at the point where we don't really need to dig deep. Um, he always makes a joke that, well, you know, you were that girl around town anyway and everyone knew. Um, but it's a joke between us oh, and yeah, no one else would get it yeah, yeah. You guys get it. yeah. um so it's not yeah he does like he doesn't have a problem with it if he did then he would never have got with me um but also i feel as though it's kind of a close chapter mm. so we've mentioned it we've talked about it and it doesn't really need to be brought up again unless there's a reason why so for instance the most recent time we've discussed it was probably when um i was moving moving my children away and it was just a case of you know keep our daughter safe yeah. and just explaining why I was saying to be so precautious and things like that but otherwise yeah it's just not something that we need to go into in detail because it's come it's gone and it's taught me all these lessons yeah okay um so I was gonna ask you you mentioned culturally where can I ask where you're from Nigeria you're Nigerian yeah um, is that because I'm Nigerian too? Was that was that you told your parents that what happened to you younger? Do they know? Yeah. So um, that discussion happened when so at the point in time when I decided that I wanted to take my life. Um, yes, being um, culturally sensitive, as sensitive as I can be, it was just a case of we don't really discuss this. These things happen and you know we're not really going to do anything about it let's pray yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and at that point in time it was just like okay i don't quite see how this is helping me but you know you're my parents and i respect that and so what you say goes like now looking back if they had tried that with me now i'm sorry i wouldn't run yeah. <laughs> like yeah. i'd be standing in a court like pressing charges like nobody's business but um it's got to a point now where like i say i'm just like i've closed that chapter yeah um because you do hear these stories where people years later in their adult life are taking people to court for abuse that happened when they were younger and i think part of that for them is their closure mm -hmm. um whereas i feel like i've got my closure without having to go through that process and really do i want to dig back do i want to go backwards um and then it's also in a way thinking about the perpetrator like and their lifestyle now and is it worth it like what benefit am i going to get from it and is it worth unraveling their lifestyle like they've done what they've done for a reason and they're that type of person um but so be it like god will deal with them it's not up to me to necessarily take them to court yeah and i always think that sorry my love i was thinking about how because we have almost some kind of story mm. 
But I was thinking about how the person who violate me, he's like married now with kids and stuff and I never see him with kids. But it's like when I thought about if I told my, my parents about him, I thought, oh my God, but he has a family. Mm. And they're like close to my to my parents. Can I tell them? That means mm. that disturbs their relationship with each other. Like how can mm. I be the one to fuck that up for them? And so I don't because I know that if I did, it would open up a whole situation for my family that I don't really want them to be in. Okay. So mm. it's it's weird how we care more about people about a person's well being than they care about mm. us. Yeah, I think it's just sort of how like different people process it. Like I had a similar experience when I was about four or five years old, and mm. this was with a family friend. Um, and for me, I kind of had the opposite. It was a case of where I just repressed the memory completely. Like, and it's actually psychologically possible to have a memory like something to happen, and for you to dig it so deep that you don't even know or even think, or you you just don't even mm. think about it at all. And unfortunately for me, I saw the person again. When I was on a bus, I was about 15 years old, I was on a bus home from school. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I just ignored him, I just walked past him. And then he said, oh, I know you know who I am. And he was like trying to talk me and be like, like, yeah, I know, like, look at me, like, I know you see me and stuff like that. So I got off the bus, I ran home. And that's when obviously all the memories came back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told my dad as soon as I got home. And I don't really know what I was expecting out of it, but really and truly with these cases if a lot of time has passed like from a legal perspective Mm. it's so so difficult for you to get a conviction um and i went through that process of giving a statement and whatever else and nothing came of it because there's no evidence Mm. you're a four or five year old you're going off memories from years and years and years ago it's very hard to kind of make that tangible um so for me, I do understand when people say, do you know what, that's happened, that's a closed mm. chapter. I don't want to go through that process because going through that as a teenager was one of the hardest things. It, one of the hardest things to be told, actually, there's nothing mm-hmm. we can do about this. We can't take this further. So at that point in my life, I knew that it was going to be a journey of actually moving forward mm. and just accepting what's happened accepting that it's part of who you are mm-hmm. and it it doesn't sort of change anything it doesn't make you less of a person it's just something that's happened yeah. and you can move on and i think it's really really important to push that narrative of things happening in your life that you didn't have any control of but just going mm-hmm. on with life and prospering so mm-hmm. i really like i resonate with what you said a lot i think the difference with my story and what um you both said is i probably see this person weekly (laughs) Um, which uh, I don't know like I just yeah I just yeah Yeah. that's a lot to deal with like weekly as in like in this day and age yeah yeah. so um, I don't know why I said I just I just yeah like just trying to put it into perspective yeah Um, I yeah I I can't like I can't hold that grudge like because it's not benefiting me holding a grudge like being a begrudging person like what do you gain from it like you know you're just it's it's so great and you know like because I'm on this journey this personal journey because I don't forgive people okay. I, I find it very hard to forgive like I don't I don't forget I don't forgive mm. and it's something that I really 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 pray about and I ask God to like help me to kind of get over things but I feel like mm. I'm the kind of person where if you've hurt me 
then you've really hurt because I put my all in like so for you to mm-hmm. hurt me means I really cared about you yeah, in the first place which is mm-hmm. why it hurts so much which I, which is why I can't forgive because if you didn't mean anything to me I wouldn't it wouldn't I wouldn't care really yeah. and truly but if you've done something and we're close then I'm like oh actually that really hurt so like I don't know how, you you see this person weekly how, how do you how do you stay like you said you don't hold grudges and stuff but how do you ma- manage to stay so calm or is it even being calm like how do you manage to work you just keep a distance like a comfortable distance so you you make your own judgment of what a comfortable distance is and i mean it can be high and by um like you don't come near my daughter <laughs> like, mm. that's, that's non-negotiable like mm. you don't come near my daughter you can say hi to her you're not picking her up mm. you're not like don't get too close can i ask why you have to be around this person just out of like if you are able to disclose that because of the closeness in family mm. Mm. and it's true what they say like perpetrators are always like family members they're always close family friends close. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's difficult because I know with some parents when they find out that kind of information they, they definitely get like I know my mum was very very my mum wanted to kill him when she found out because she was actually close friends with him at the time mm. um and he helped her with like different situations so she considered him like a younger brother um but obviously this is a grown-ass man with an infant so her she just saw red mm. she just wanted to go for it but i remember being at, at that time because she found out when i was probably about 17 my dad found out when i was about 15 so when my mom found out i remember being like mom it's not worth it you've got all these kids like you want to go and do something that's gonna have an effect on your life like it's not you don't need to do anything that you're fine it's happened it's not you know what i mean you you wouldn't have suspected that you had a predator in your household but that's the one thing i will say with certain cultures and i know with mine we have this culture of taking people in a lot taking people in taking them in in the sense of they're homeless and they don't have anywhere to go and da 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 but really and truly you're exposing your child to only god knows they could be a toxic person maybe they're not an abuser but maybe they're a toxic person that's around your child that's influencing them it's never worth it and it's one of the things i would definitely remove from how i do things Mm -hmm. when i yeah and i guess the other scary part of it is or two parts i guess um thinking about why people even do these things in the first place that what has to be going through your mind Mm. there are so many grown women in the world that why are you targeting children and And some of these people go on to have children as well like same with me like this person went on to get married and have kids and have two daughters actually from what i know so it's like and then mm. some of these people even then go forward and abuse abuse their their own children Mm. so it's like (sighs) and then imagine then being married to this person and not knowing yeah. that they've got this past, like yeah. Yeah. even that is crazy. Like yeah. you never really know. Someone. Yeah, you yeah. can't know someone a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah it's um, true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for all, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Like from the bottom of our hearts, we each we each really appreciate you coming out and being so like brave to just share this. Like I know it's a lot. Obviously, guys, trigger warning. I'll tell that in the beginning of the episode, but. Um, needed to be shared because like like you said in the beginning you're a mother of two you're 32 mm. gonna be 33 soon mm. you have an amazing <laughs> you know amazing career 
and you've achieved so much and I don't know you but I'm proud of you do you know what I mean like and when I met you that's why I couldn't because I met you at just the tip Mm. live and I was like I had to say something to her because <laughs> I'm the kind of person I can't keep still like mm. I had to come and be like look I don't know you but I'm gonna give you a hug because I already love you and I know you don't know me but like hi, hi. <laughs> yeah. you're like how did you find out and I was like oh, I'm a bit of a stalker <laughs> but I had to come and speak to you because I just felt like I couldn't sit beside you and not even mm. do you know what I mean and, and the just, thing is that that's the thing though there's so many people who have stories that are like so locked up inside yeah. that actually sometimes they just need to talk like yeah. I see people every day that come in and just need to talk and it's like they don't know who to talk to or they don't know like whether they'll speak and people will think of them differently or judge them um, negatively and sometimes I just feel like unless you talk um, and get it off your chest you're never going to know but also if that talking makes you feel better in yourself should you really care about what other people think yeah yeah 100%, um, you I've always wanted to be that person like always always I've, always I've always made sure that I'm that person that people can say actually I can speak to her about anything you know and she's going to just take it in and be okay with it and not be overwhelmed or be like oh my god you're sharing so much trauma with me uh, uh, but like, <laughs> so I'm quite happy to listen to whatever anyone has to say and yeah I think as as a survivor it's, I think that's definitely one of the traits that a lot of survivors have that they want to be that comfort mm. that person that people can go to and generally I'm just I'm a talker anyway so everyone complains like oh you did mine or oh, you did talk <laughs> so like if anything bothered me I'll, I'm getting off my chest like I'm not holding on to it yeah. because that's the best way yeah that's, yeah, that's the best way let's talk about this uh, wand that you were cheated out of quickly oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that up <laughs> it hurts so if you were just a tip like uh, you and the guy who was on the one of the last recent episodes of Just a Tip? You went up to go and grab this wand, mm-hmm. and he literally—I kid you not—he pushed her. All right, he pushed he me. He pushed Kay yeah. out of the way to get what this a wand. Gentleman. I couldn't wow. believe it. I was in. Sh- I was in shock. He was really thinking about he, his WCW. <laughs> he in that pushed moment. her. And you're so yeah. petite, and I saw you like literally go like to the side because like, I didn't see it coming. Coming. I just yeah. I was just like, oh, this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Being a lady like. And it was like, oh, it's not mine anymore. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it hurt. It hurt. Don't worry, we're gonna. I'm gonna get you one. I'm gonna get you one. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. I'm gonna get you one and send it to where you're going, so you can have it with you. Oh, that would be great. You're welcome. That's my gift to you. Fuck it. Thank Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, any hair fashions, ladies? Um, hair fashions essentially mm-hmm. is just like you just share a story that you know any sexual story that stands out to you like maybe a little bit of shock factor anything okay. yeah it could be recent or previous whichever let me think for a second okay you think yeah. has anyone else got any questions i can't be the only heroine here for real oh i i do have one go for it, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so um this was in my wilder years um <laughs> i remember going with like my mate from school and her two cousins we went to go and link up with so she was seeing a guy and her cousin was seeing a guy and it was all like a kind of chill summertime drinks um smokes and whatever and we went over 
and her cousin her cousin and, and her guy decided they wanted to go to the shop cool so she was like she was gonna go too i was like well i'm too high too dry. i'm not going anywhere I shouldn't have stayed <laughs> so I stayed and this guy that was supposedly hers well he weren't hers for much much of that time that I was there um, so me and him got to do the do um, a nice little quickie and then they came back and it was like nothing ever happened but yeah I'm still good friends with him till today that's so like, why are you friends Mm-mm, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> she never, she never found out. But okay, yeah. cool. Um, was it good? It was good. good. And eventually, we did have a little thing. Um, yeah. Being good. high, it just unlocks. Yeah. This gate that yeah. shouldn't be unlocked. Mm-hmm. I try mm-hmm. to be as sober as possible, but <laughs> as soon as I come into contact with rum or weed, it's like it's, it's all different. over. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Why did you have a good time? Yeah. Fuck it. Enjoy your life. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think just because you mentioned weed, I just remembered something. Um, Yeah, there was one time at uni, this guy, well, I say this guy, I knew him very well. um, And I was smoking and he was fingering me at the same time. And that's one of my favorite sexual experiences of all time. Like, as I was exhaling, he was entering. Mm. And, like, it was just, like, opposite. And he was just doing it in such a rhythmic way. Like, and he was just so in tune with my body and with my reactions. And I was getting more and more high as I was smoking. Mm. Like, sensational. I recommend. Okay, so we'll move on to some curious cat questions. Right. Oh, does yeah, it have one? You've got a fashion, haven't you? No? Okay. No, I'm done. Yeah. Good? Yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to curious cat questions. Um, first one is, hi ladies, do you know where I can find sensual black porn? I got you. Hold on two seconds. Let me find it. I was going to say um, Jasmine and yeah just and jasmine noir. and king noir yeah definitely yeah, very essential. very essential um and they have they have a payment barrier as well so you have to pay for it which is good because pay for your fucking porn but okay i'm uh, everyone's gonna be upset with me <laughs> but i'm not rich enough to pay for porn um wait where's shit the link's gone wait hold on hold on hold on hold on fuck what's going on oh my god <laughs> so He's called Yoga. Oh shit, no, the link's gone. I'm so pissed. Hold on. So it's called Netflix and Yoga on Pornhub. Wait, yo, what's happening with the internet? Top. Did it, it I had it the link and it just cut off. Okay, let me go on Pornhub normally. Hold on. What? Okay. So the guy is called I swear he's called Black Yoda. Let me find him. I know he's got Twitter. He's American, right? And he eats pussy, like, on film. So he actually films himself eating pussy, but he eats pussy so good. And the way he films it, it feels like he's eating you. So (laughs) (laughs) it's really sensual stuff. Hold on, let me find it. I know he's got Twitter. Hold on two seconds. I know it's like Black Yoda or something. Shit. What happened to the internet? Okay, wait. Black. Hold on, where is he? Yoga. You're the yogi or yoga? Yo, you're something like. Let me see. Go with cuz. 
protected. What? Hold on. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it because his stuff is really really good. It's really sensual. He himself is actually decent looking. You know, a lot of the times when you watch porn, mm. the guys that are doing the sensual mm. stuff are fucking ugly and it puts you off so this guy is actually cute and he fucks all types of women he fucks slim girls thick girls bbws eats them fingers them eats their ass plays with their ass and it's always so sensual so i'll i'll put a link <laughs> i don't if i don't get in trouble i'll put a link on the, on the page of his porn because it actually bangs it's my favorite sensual porn i love sensual porn anyway so yeah i'll send you a link or i'll just put it attach it to this episode but yeah, I think it's called Black Yogi. But he's really, really good. And if I find any other, if you guys find any others, just let me know and I'll post it as well. I cannot. I don't watch porn, so I'm no good in this. Yeah, game. no, he's the only person I really, really, really enjoy. And it's free. Uh, by the fifth minute, I'm done. Like, I'm done, done. You can't, really? Yeah. Five minutes in and I'm good. <laughs> and on mute as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. It might be a guy asking this or a straight guy. Yeah, he can watch him doing his thing <laughs> to some girl. How many straight guys watch other men give head? Oh boy, he can learn. <laughs> they all can learn. They can all learn. Right. Um, next question, which I want to find in a second, is there seems to be a certain disdain for short guys on social media. Is this how the majority of women think in real life? No. I'm speaking for myself though. Um, yes. <laughs> I've, I've dated guys who are short like realistically I mean not dating I think if on. you're short it's different though no, I mean, what's short? It's, it's, it's a different experience what's short? Um, well average height is 5 foot 4 that's but for I'm women like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like In 5 the 10 UK. so 5, five foot 4 is literally a midget well, to me relax to me I'm 5 foot I'm not you're a woman so you see I can't date so, what, what, yeah but average height for a man in the UK is like 5'8 five, five, I think it's 5'9 is it 5'8 or 5'9? Five 5'9. Five we'll have to check. We'll, we'll confirm. I'm not sure. But, like, but, yeah, it just depends on your preference. Like, I think some people are horrible about it and they body shame and it's not nice. It's not cute to do that. Like, I don't know why people do that. Like, someone can't help their height. That's exactly. what they're born with. However, having that preference that you don't want your partner to be shorter than you is fine. You just, yeah, that's you, absolutely you just fine. don't need to scream and shout about it. Like, some people don't like fat girls, some people don't like short girls, some yeah. people don't like skinny girls, some people don't like... It's, it really comes down to preference. Yeah. Don't allow social media to let you think that people don't like short guys. That's bullshit. Short most guys times the short guys are the most good-looking guys anyways because like, the taller they get sometimes... <laughs> bit raggedy. But um, I'm talking for myself. I've dated guys who are 5'6 and they had really big, deep pockets and really big... Big yeah, but you're tiny. No, I'm <laughs> average height. You're tiny. No, I'm average height. Kick is the same height as me, or maybe no, Kick is shorter, right? I'm 5'3". Exactly, see? Yeah. <laughs> you're not tiny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, short guys, you still get love. Mm. I mean, just have that, that good personality and that, that, that good banter. Like, yeah. don't be dry. No, no, one, no matter what height you are, don't be dry. I also don't like Dutch Danish words. I feel like they've got this thing about them and their height. They have, they have a thing. Yeah. Who, short they guys? Have, they have a personal no, thing. No, I think if they've got money, they don't have a, a thing. No, they still have a thing. They always they do. They have a thing. Do they? they always, yeah, when you yeah, talk to them, they, they always do. Most of the people do. I've been with, been with, have been. Yeah, but they're always, they're always taller than you. 
Yeah. yeah so, that's so the thing. around you, you, but around tall women, it's a different There's a whole different competition when they're dating someone tall them. But I think also it depends on what the guy's preference is because there are short women. So. Yeah, not all guys like short women. Yeah. I've, heard, I've been like, oh, you're too tiny. Like, well, you're too short for me. I'm like, ah, fuck you then. Like, mm. I could wear heels, but whatever. But some, some short men really like taller women. Yeah. 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 And some tall women really like shorter men. I don't know. I think, I think, I think, I think not, all my not boyfriends, all, my, all the men I've actually dated, like, they've been with, I've been not shorter, but like. The same height. A bit smaller than me, yeah. How tall are you? 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, so sh- I feel like you're 5'9. Yeah. I don't think you're 5'10. Okay, then that, that's what it is. Then there's been a 5'8 maybe? 5'9, five, 5'8, five, yeah. I've not really dated, not really like been with a guy who is taller than me the like, tallest I've been with was like six something and that was a waste mm. of my energy and a waste of my time but yeah um, I don't even I don't, I don't, I don't I actually only, like I can't really yeah, jump in that for the rest yeah, of my yeah, life I was on my tiptoes like, every single time we're kissing I'm literally on my tiptoes I'm getting to, like give me a, a yellow pages so I can spell on it like my name and I'm sorry sex is difficult with tall guys it kind of is isn't it it's a lot of body for awkward. him yeah it's a lot like, more long it's a lot more yeah yeah, like yeah. Time, just, yeah sometimes just just be comfortable but yeah no i don't i don't think don't let social media let you think that you're not good enough there's someone for everybody like yeah. there is really someone for everybody so don't worry about it don't let twitter people get to you trust me i get plenty of dick and i'm thick as fuck and people would say that thick girls don't get love that's bullshit mm. so everyone has someone for somebody right final question is how do I deal with someone with a higher sex drive than me? I can't rest without him interrupting my sleep because he's hard. Yes, the dick is bomb, but it's just too much. He never wants to get me wet. Just tries to sh- just tries to shove it in when it's dry and gets angry because it won't go in. Okay, that's a really big red flag. Um, I'm really beginning to hate sex as it feels like a chore. I literally have sex so he can leave me alone. Help me, please. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please leave that situation, babe. Oh, God. Please leave that situation. That sounds awful, babe. That's I'm horrible. not going to lie to you. That sounds really bad. Um, leave. Uh, I don't know. Let me read it again <laughs> to myself. How do I deal with someone with the higher sex drive than me? That's basically it, though. That's mm. not... No, no, that's, that's not it. Because that, that's not, yeah. that's not higher sex, sex drive than you. Than that. that is just someone who doesn't want you to have and he's taking away your autonomy if you if you're feeling like you're just doing it for them and you're not doing it because you want to have sex the dick is bomb there. but it's just too much he never wants to get me wet like he doesn't but, even bother yeah, yeah. he doesn't, doesn't care and that's not i understand what you mean by by dick is bomb because you know once you get there but that whole getting there is is the bit does not make me feel good yeah. so if that doesn't feel good and there's no point fucking him and he can't yeah. be getting angry over sex sorry yeah yeah the <laughs> angry thing cool. kind of was a big red flag to me. Cool. he shouldn't be getting angry because it won't go in if he did the right things then you'd get wet enough mm, for, for it, it to, to go, go in. in it's literally one plus one equals fucking two and he's hitting seven like what the fuck I don't know. It sounds a bit like a cunt to me. So, so it's not about sex drive. Or it's not nothing wrong with your sex drive. Just it's just selfish. This person with doesn't really want you to enjoy the sex you have. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk to us more about that, please feel free to message us. Um, but yeah. Break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, that was it. That's the that's the best thing to say. Okay. Um, okay. So so now it's time for sexy time with sextoys.co.uk where we review our toy of the week sent to us from sextoys.co.uk and today's toy I'm going to review 
review is the one second the spectrum ribbed g-spot last dildo which um is that's blue right yeah yeah blue purple <laughs> yeah amethyst it, that's a class actually color that's probably the right color yeah, yeah amethyst it's amethyst colored um it's very very gorgeous um it's it's about six inches give or take um and yeah it works <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not really a fan of 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 dildos because i don't really like fucking myself it doesn't really do it's weird i enjoy getting fucked but i don't like fucking myself mm-hmm. so um yeah but however i have used this with a, with a person i used it myself and that was fun i didn't come but i think that's more about me than it's about the toy because the toy did a great job and i used it with a lube that i'm going to review another couple in a couple of weeks that was a fantastic but um but so the toy itself is fantastic i recommend it is absolutely gorgeous um you also can warm it up if you boil it a little bit or like put it in water if you put it if you put it in, in warm water it does like because glass doesn't really feel good in the pussy i've realized but if you put it in, like if you like run it under the tap a little bit it gets a bit warm it feels really really good um well i gonna say but yeah i used it with a partner and that was fun um we did a bit of a not a dp but like um what you call it when you put two things around at the same time this double so not dp because like, double penetration is when you do pussy and asshole yeah. but you can still say it's, it's still double penetration yeah it's yeah. still double penetration like, so we put it both that and him into our pussy at the same time and the um, because it's ribbed as well the rib bit was touching my clit and he was like it was it was fantastic i recommend it's completely recommend um and yeah when you get it warm and you get a dick with it together it is yeah worth the money (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so worth the money well thank you um cool you can get 15% off by the way please um um sex toys of the code you can gift us a discount for you guys so type in bpp15 at the checkout at sextoys.co.uk to get 15% off um your order um and also make sure you follow them on uh, sextoys.co.uk on both twitter and instagram okay so okay before you leave mm-hmm. it's been lovely having you by the way though yes. no thank you for coming through before you leave we want to know one or two mm-hmm. or three uh any how many you want to give us okay Fun, sexy, interesting facts about yourself. Gosh. Um, no. <laughs> you can think about it. Don't worry. We'll give you time to think. Okay. Fun, sexy, or interesting. Any of the three. Any special skills? Hey. <laughs> I feel like it's a Nigerian thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel like it's like a cultural thing. Are you okay? I'm being for real. I feel I like it's just a thing that everyone's good at. Mm. Every Nigerian girl I've spoken to is like, yeah, I'm really good at sucking dick. Mm. Open up the throat. Maybe it's because of all the But a lot of countries swallow. I- I'm sick of music. <laughs> 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 oh, Does a lot of countries eat swallow? Yeah. Who? Oh yeah, like literally. Does it really? Yeah, they do. 
whatever in your umbrella. Yeah. I mean, not 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 in your per se, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Eba, Eba is very much a West African thing. Yeah. Eba, are yeah. you sure? Yeah. Mm. Even 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 Easter stuff like yeah, I'm like Ivy Coast they they have okay. guys. What do you mean? Yeah. They have guys. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay, maybe maybe Africa would just say anything. Sorry, Africa. Africa was just us. Swallow. I never seen a picture. Know. Why is it when we when we see pictures of Swallow on timeline, it's only us and Nigerian? Because we're loud. Keep we're, loud. we're loud. No, no, we're, we're, we're loud. We're loud. We're loud. But everyone's like, oh, I didn't know what that is. Yeah. I, I think everybody eats it different. Because I don't know. They're not probably not African if they say no, that. No, I recoast them. They eat it like they eat it like, like rice. Swallow. Yeah. That gary is like it's like they, they make it like a, like a rice. They put, they put stuff into it. You need to see it. It's, it's actually quite nice, yeah, but they, they eat it differently. Yeah, and the Congolese eat like little balls of it. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. Why does no one speak up? Because they don't eat like we do. Mm. What as that, often? No, like we do. Like make it hot water. Make it make it a thing. They don't eat the same way. I think we just don't eat it every day. It's just. And also like, that we don't yeah, eat every day. Like, day. Every day. Yeah. I don't eat it's it. It's mostly all. right. Exactly. That's just. I've never. I've not, I haven't eaten it for like a good fifteen years. Yeah. I haven't eaten it for a good. I think. Years. I think it does come across as a really popular, popular, popular food. Like as someone who's not Nigerian, it just looks like that's. That I, think I, think I think there's there's um because there's there's many varieties of it. There's how many varieties mm. of it? There's brown rice, there's brown yam, yam, there's pounded yam, there's eba, there's, there's amala, there's what? There's loads. Fufu. But we don't, mm. do we eat? We don't eat fufu. You don't eat fufu. Yeah. I, I eat fufu because I'm amoeba. What? Which one? The corn one? But no, fufu is yam. No, it's made out of corn. You can have the different Alright, don't do that. You can have plantain fufu. Yeah, you can have the different one I eat is different. Oh, okay. I don't know this Education time. You're going to suck a dick. Mm-hmm. Dick, tell me. Um, <laughs> you just have to teach yourself. You watch things online. You experiment. You open up that throat. Up that throat. You goggle in the mornings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you swallow? No, not anymore. You grow out of it, don't you? Yeah. yeah I used to like too. be like, oh, my nails are growing. Like I've been swallowing, um, but no, <laughs> no, just. Now it's, it's, it makes me gag actually if I mm, try and swallow. But before it just used to be like, mm. <laughs> but no. It used to be easy. Oh, you're, you're yeah. have kids, right? How do, yeah. how do you are you like a breast person? Is it like breastfeeding? No, no, no. no. Like as your, in, your breast as in like a, as a place where yeah. So um, I get highly stimulated. Yeah, highly stimulated by my breast. But then obviously when I'm breastfeeding, it just becomes my child's food but after it still goes, it goes back to being in a so place I'm, where I've you I've just recently stopped breastfeeding okay um, but milk still comes out okay so mm. it's a bit like mm. I'm watching a show called Working Mums it's so funny and the woman's just had a baby and she's she's fucking this younger guy because her husband cheated on her men are trash um, but no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> but it's the younger guy she's fucking he one time they were getting dressed and the, the milk squirted on the guy right mm. he was like oh my god this is so fucking hot yeah. so now in the show, she keeps like squirting reading him. Yeah. Ah! And it looks it's a so thing. lit. Yeah, it's a thing. It like, looks so it's cool. A thing. It's definitely a thing. They're definitely guys. I don't feel like, like um, what's her name told, told us about, about, about men and lactation? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I want to do it. I feel like I want to breastfeed someone's son. This feel like, like I don't know. I think because you breastfeed your child, <laughs> yeah, like, you just, like, the two don't really get, like, nah. You don't think so? Yeah, and it's not a turn normal because you feed your child, like, that's your child's food. Like, why am I wasting my child's food on you? Takes my energy to build these breasts to oh, fill yeah, them back up. Oh yeah, it's true. And, yeah, nah. 
It's um, fair enough. It takes a lot to breastfeed. You know, it does, it's, it really does. It's it does. Work. I feel like it needs to be talked about a lot more than it is. Yeah, it's, it's not easy and it's difficult because like you just want sometimes you just want your space but if your child's the solely on breast mm-hmm. like it took me with my daughter it was easy like she just gave up breast at six months and started eating food with my son he just didn't want even poison, now man. he's still like licking on my chest i'm like go away like, you're not getting breast anymore. um but yeah like it's, it's it's hard work because you don't get your space like literally it does everything if mm. they cry if they're un- yeah. upset if they want to sleep like you just do the breast in there I think the breastfeeding, it's like there's there's that and then, then there's the other side where the kid won't latch on at all. Mm. And, and, and you're producing milk but they won't latch on at all, they won't be yeah. into it, into it. Or they're allergic to your breast milk, that happens as well. Yeah. And it's like mm. the different levels of yeah. madness that happens. It's, it's, a, lot. it's, it's a, a lot. lot for you guys, for real. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's worth it. You're going to have um, any more? Possibly. possibly. Maybe one more. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not easy, boy. I think mm. this whole, what is it, half term right now? I've been just like clicking my heels, like when the fuck are these kids going, going back, to, back school? to school? Yeah. I'm so tired of seeing them. And pregnancy ain't easy no. at all. Mm-hmm. Like I've had horrible pregnancies. Um but Really? Yeah. Um From the beginning then, to the end or just like Yeah, beginning to end. What did you have? <laughs> what did you go through? Um antenatal anxiety and depression in oh, both yeah. pregnancies. Um and I've had small babies which has meant um scans and appointments every single week yeah. which is just a bore um but yeah my baby's it's fine. not easy to carry a baby no it's really not i i wish people i mean i, I know people talk about it but i wish people would like you know i don't think um, people get it you don't get it until you're in that situation or you just don't get it because you just don't you don't Expert, have the, yeah. the tools and it's nuts like and and the thing is some people just sell for pregnancy and have no trouble Problems. at all um but others have the worst pregnancies ever um like i'm somewhere in the middle but it's just that communication only seems to happen between mums when you get to that point mm-hmm. so like if you've never experienced it before it's only when you're experiencing it that you then start talking about it which by that point it's a little bit too late yeah i think it's because it's so different everybody yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I feel like they like to put the sticker on it like glowing beautiful mm. you know gorgeous blossoming mother they don't tell you that, like there was a thread like literally yesterday mm. about what, what women have gone through during pregnancy mm-hmm. even what's her name Kyla that instant that Twitter woman Kyla Wills or whatever who had a baby with P P money or whatever mm. she said that the first the first few months was all, like she first 10 weeks she mm-hmm. was bed bound she couldn't come out of bed this one was posting the flyest pictures yeah. like the flyest and that's pictures. it and i think it's but she said for 10 weeks she, couldn't, she yeah. couldn't come out everyone's different like for me i've always said like once i have that baby i'm getting dressed every morning i'm putting on my makeup and i'm feeling and looking good because mm. otherwise it's going to affect my mental health mm. but also I found that because one of my pregnancies with vaginal delivery, the other one was a section. Yeah. The section was hard work, yeah. and you see so much in the media of women who are like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get a section." Yeah, it make it I, really feel, I, I, I cannot express how much I don't want one of those because oh. I see someone go through it, and it's hard. It's it's, it's the, hard. It's the healing process. That yes, is yeah, it's the healing process. Awful. Like a baby crying, and you can't get out get of up. bed yeah. because you literally can't. You yeah. don't have muscles in your tummy yeah. to lift your body up. Um, like I was literally flinging myself. <laughs> flinging no, myself yeah, yeah. off the side of the bed to be able to get, get up. up 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's madness. Like, like you say, everyone goes through different experiences, but it's about sharing those experiences so people Can know see, yeah. the possibilities or what may happen when they get to that stage rather than waiting and then they're there and then they're like, oh my God, no one's going through what I'm going through kind of thing. Mm. Mm. And doing it alone as well, my sweetheart. I, I yeah. can't even like... Found mm-hmm. the idea, right? It's, mm-hmm. There was one Crazy. woman that said that the baby, while it was inside of her, it like lent on something and she was paralyzed on her mm. left side throughout the entire project. Like, when everyone read that, it ha- everyone was like, what, what the you mean? fuck? Yeah. Paralyzed? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it moves your, it moves like, your organs away. It it someone lost their bottom, away. Ro- the bottom row of their teeth. One oh, lost yeah. the bottom row of their teeth. teeth. One woman was paralyzed. One woman, she couldn't defecate probably, mm-hmm. properly. So like, yeah, she didn't know when she was shitting. She didn't know when she was yeah. shitting. What the All fuck? That, yeah. Yeah, share those parts. You get the incontinence afterwards. You can't hold your pee. Fuck. You laugh. You're wetting yourself. You lift up your baby. You're wetting. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, is this me? Like, just kissing. Yeah. Like, baby shitting and pooing. You're, you're pissing. Like, what's going on? But yeah, it's fun. You know, cute baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. Sister Joyce, Sister Joyce. You do get your body back after a while. Um, mm. And it depends on how much you work for it. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for sharing everything you have today and thanks for being here. Okay. Um Okay, um so guys got a little announcement to make. Um I have decided to move on from the podcast and um not be part of the process of it anymore. Um my main reasons for that is just that I don't feel like it's tying in with everything else I have going on in my life personally um and that is pretty much it there isn't more or less to it um yeah with with podcasting you have to dedicate a lot of yourself and your time and your energy and if it's not something that you feel like you can properly commit to then it's better to just move away from it because I think we put a lot into this and um the content and everything surrounding it is so important to us and for me specifically I definitely care about the energy that I'm bringing into anything that I'm doing and if I don't feel like my energy is 100% um similar with like a job for example if I don't feel like it's something that is working for me then I would just move on and yeah that's basically the situation um these two women here are amazing they put so much hard work into this and i i have no doubts that it's gonna carry on to be a great podcast um and also shout out to ruby um it's been a pleasure really it's been there's there's so much that's happened since the whole thing started like from that moment when we were in nando's discussing what it could potentially be called up until now it's like so much growth so many things that have happened in our personal lives um and so much that's happened on the podcast as well in terms of like the guests that we've had the topics that we talked about um and honestly speaking this is the best sex podcast in london like 1000 trillion million billion percent um so yeah it's been a pleasure guys and yeah so we hope you enjoyed so we hope you enjoyed this episode 
It is available on all social platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Broken P Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Broken Pussy Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you can email us for any other inquiries at brokenpussypodcast at outlook.com. Thank you so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.